happy Halloween, Ray. Happy Halloween, Jay. Are we airing like on Halloween? Uh, no, it'll be a few days before. It'll be, yeah, we'll be out before Halloween. Wednesday's not Halloween. No, the Halloween is on Sunday this year. What day? Sunday. What day? Sunday. Uh, Sunday. Well, yeah, that's right, because yeah. I'm going to try to build that. Yeah, the candy delivery system. Yeah, delivery shoot. Candy delivery system. That was difficult to say. Yeah, it can be. Candy. Can be candy. Delivery. I, I hope that I just don't, you know, get lazy and go, oh, screw that. I'll just go down on the first floor. I'll just throw it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, there's plans. We've got, there's plans in the works. Zip line, any kind of thing. <laughs> you could zip line it down. That'd be a pretty steep drop. Yeah. And yeah. then I, I, I don't know how I'd get that. Like I'd have to zip line like uh, on a, one of those little clampy clips or like a clampy clothespin. Then I need my clothespin back, so I'd have to build like a cycle, like a ski lift to get the line back. Or attach a rope to the clothespin. Yeah. Send it down, pull it back up. But uh, yeah, ski lift. I'll shoot you a video when I, mean, I, I can't come wait up with. to see it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put it on the Instagram for our listeners. So that music's faded out, and Probably. we. We. Haven't uh, defined a topic. We we sort of have a topic. It's food, it's isn't food. it? It's food, yeah. I mean, that's what we're going to call this. We're calling this one food. Yeah. Yeah, another a new, another food. I, a I, new food. Do you know which number of food? I believe this is food four, but I could be wrong. Pretty sure I'm, I'm, I am correct. We're going to find out before yeah. we go to press. <laughs> sure, for sure. Probably. Do you mind if I launch us? Not at all. Are you sure? I'd, I'd be happy to sit here and learn something. Oh, man. Well, that's a jump. <laughs> What's your first food Well, it's, it's interesting this week uh, because I was assigned Scrapple. Okay. Scrapple. Scrapple. Yeah. And the funny thing about Scrapple I mean, when you, if I say Scrapple to you, what, what is it? What, what are you eating? I, I don't know, honestly. Hmm. I think it's like breakfast. It's a breakfast casserole of some sort, <laughs> but I have no idea. Why? I Why personally, do you think that got in there is that's the definition of it? I don't know. I, I mean, I know it, I believe it's served for breakfast, but I don't know what, I don't believe I've ever had it or know what it is. Is it like, <laughs> I, I honestly have no idea. <laughs> All right. Sorry. That's okay. Yeah. Well. I mean, it sounds like apples. It does, right? So is it like an apple and with a little S in there? Some sriracha apples? Nope. No, here's the funny thing. All right. I mean, it's, it's well, again, like so many of ours, it's it's hidden in plain sight. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so here's how this one goes. Okay. Scrapple. Scrapple. Of scrap. A collection of scraps, <laughs> scraps of food that we put together and yeah. eat. The end. The end. Yeah. Uh, does it spe- spe- specify uh, breakfast? No, I don't know breakfast? where you got that in there. <laughs> I don't know. It's okay. Just, okay. It might be like some kind of memory of corned beef hash and eggs. You're, you're, you're yeah. grappling with the scrapple. Scrapple. I'm gr- scrabbling. Yeah, scrab- you, that could be like a one of those mud wrestling matches. You just fill the little swimming pool with scrapple, and that's the scrapple grapple. (laughs) 
All right, I'm back in. Okay, back in. <laughs> when you get when you get the scrapple grapple, I got you. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it now. <laughs> so I had to put scrapple aside. Well, it sounds like we just did. We did it. We so did you're it. Like, Listen, that's not worth. So that was time. a bonus. Nice. What? Uh, uh, and and I'm I'm gonna give you one that's uh, full of beans. Okay. You ever hear anyone call you? You're full of beans. Uh, no. You not heard that? I don't think. Wow. All right. Well, people say it. Okay. And I'm sure somewhere in our listenership, yeah, uh, people say it, have heard it. Full of beans. Full of beans. And here, it I mean, I actually it means like. to have a lot of energy, to be lively. That's not what I assumed. And enthusiastic. Huh. Okay. Uh huh. So not lethargic, like you're full of beans. No. Like That's a good. bean bag that would just be flopped around. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No. So you know this this one isn't complicated. It's uh, no mystery, just history, but okay. it has a little offshoot. 14th century, so we, we know uh, this comes from, although, you know, it's one of those phrases, like, I'd like to go back to lollygag, you know, <laughs> because we missed the boat on lollygag. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's, but but let's not talk about that right now. Okay. But um, this is one of those ones where I'll just say, you know, Full of prunes, 14th century, you'd, you'd call someone full of prunes, full as prunes, um, and you meant they had uh, energy and, and this sort of thing. Chock full of that prune energy. Right. Sure. And, and it did evolve into beans, and I'll tell you how in a minute. But, you know, one of the things that people don't say about it, you know, in, in all of this digging... You know, it's a little value-added deducement on my part. (laughs) I mean, you could bring this home yourself. I mean, when you think of prunes and beans, you think of a certain sort of activity in your inner self. Yeah. You know, your digestive system. Very fibrous. Yeah, so that uh, sort of movement (laughs) and and clearing yourself of weight. Yeah. Yeah. that might bog you down and make you tired, yeah. And then, then yeah, you'd be lively. Especially in the 14th century, what were you eating? You know, with some, like some stale mutton that was going to kill you, and then you had some beans and you got veggies. rid of that. Now, yeah. of course, you're energetic, right? <laughs> sure. I don't know. <laughs> Would you'd be less full of beans or prunes at that point? At that point, yeah. But I mean, they have to say something. <laughs> sure. You look like you just offloaded some beans. It's a little wordy. Yeah, and yeah. that and that stale mutton. <laughs> God, um, mutton salad ain't got nothing on this mutton. Isn't no, that, isn't that the line? I don't know that phrase, but I. That's from uh, uh, Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, I isn't think that something. Yeah. So yeah, life and everything, energy. That it led me down a little sidetrack, but the way this evolved was simply uh, 19th century. Apparently, people started to feed these um, beans as fodder for horses. When the horses ate the beans, they were much more uh, exuberant hmm. and um, and energetic. Yeah. And so people observed that, and it turned into, from, from prunes yeah. to full of beans, still always meant energy... I never knew that it was yeah. it was a weird phrase, and I didn't really think that much about it. No, if you like, it comes off as a, you're you're lying, like oh, you're full of beans. You're full of beans, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that oh. slightly, but okay. 
this led me to 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 just do a little sidetrack down because it was it reminded me of of the blue zones you know because in the in the blue zones around the country and the studies of people's diets mm-hmm. uh so for people who don't know um studies have revealed you know the highest concentration of centenarians people over 100 years old that exist in the largest concentrations Icaria, Greece, Icaria, Icaria, Okinawa, Japan, Sardinia, Italy, Loma Linda, California, and Nicoya Peninsula, Costa Rica. Okay. These are your areas. And some of the commonalities of these older people still alive and healthy in these areas, uh, they de-stress regularly. It's prioritized de-stressing. They have a sense of being needed. That rules me out. Um, they have vibrant social circles. I'm out on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and most importantly, their diet is mostly a vegetarian diet with a, a daily intake of beans. Oh, okay. and and that's you know it's a it's a clean, strong, great protein yeah. source, legumes and beans. So that's your blue zones, and and. It seemed to correlate. If you're going to equate beans to energy, I thought I would offshoot on that a little bit. I like that supplemental value add. As a little aside to close, yeah. I mean, just because we say when you mean you don't know what you're talking about or whatever, you're full of shit. Mm -hmm. People not knowing what full of beans really meant Mm -hmm. because it became an older, lesser understood and used idiom people started to say you're full of beans to mean you're full of yeah and that's just a complete misuse of it it's It's the opposite yeah so it's it's so similar to one of those malapropisms you know yeah so um that's short and sweet that's a twofer scrap (laughs) and full of beans nice yeah all right what's your foodie uh i am going to start us off really quick just by saying that you and I are both vegetarians. Yeah. So we don't eat these things. No. And they're interesting to talk about. Some of the things I'm going to talk about talk about specifically. Uh-huh. Uh, my both of my words, I'm not going to give them away right now, but they're they're technically what's considered uh, a word called awful, O F F A L, which is just a sort of off all abbreviation or off cut. So things you may not think of eating out of an animal, essentially. Uh. fleshy parts that you don't generally, I don't want to say generally eat, but don't, you know, mainstream eat perhaps. Just a little precursor to what we're going to talk about. Okay. Uh, My word, first word, is Rocky Mountain Oysters. Uh, I I do think I know what this is. Yeah, you probably do. Yeah. And many people around the world, in fact, do. And, uh, and, you know, it's, it's 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 a thing people eat. What are they, though? You may want to know. You may know in your mind. We all may know. Um, but they are specifically bull calf testicles, um, breaded, fried, and served for a meal. But they could also be sheep, bison, uh, pig testicles as well. Yeah. Any, any kind of testicle, really. I'm going to say the word testicle a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you just, just be ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, so prairie oysters is the preferred name in Canada. 
uh, where they're served in a demi-glaze. Uh, in Spain, Argentina, and many parts of Mexico, they're referred to as criadilla, uh, or huevos de toro, bull's eggs. The Italians call them gioielli, uh, for jewels. Uh, French call them amorettes, for little loves. And here in the U.S., in Oklahoma and the Texas Panhandle, they're often called uh, calf fries, lamb fries, as well as cowboy caviar, Montana tender groins, dusted nuts, swinging beef, oh. or simply mountain oysters. You have many crickets. They are a delicacy among the world. So first things first, what and where are the Rocky Mountains? Well. Well, what? We're a, we're a worldwide uh, podcast yes. phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> so the Rocky Mountains are North America's largest mountain range. Right. Uh, they span from central New Mexico, a state, uh, to northern Alaska, another state. Oh, I get it. There's no ocean out there. That's the mountains. What? Well, you typically get oysters out of a... Oh, yeah, sure. We'll touch upon that. All right. Don't worry. No, yeah. Um, the highest peak is Mount McKinley, which is in Alaska, and that, uh, that rains in at 20,300 feet. Uh, the Rocky Mountain states in America are traditionally Arizona, Colorado, Idaho, Montana, Nevada, New Mexico, Utah, and Wyoming. I think they're called Rocky Mountain oysters across the country here because I've heard it, certainly, and we're in Pennsylvania, which is in the Appalachian Mountains, completely opposite side of the country. But I've heard Rocky Mountain oyster phrases anyway. But if you were in any one of these states uh, in this area, you would certainly call them that. Or perhaps Montana tender groins. So uh. I want to go back to that one. <laughs> Mercy. Yeah. It's I mean, nice. it gives me a little bit of the queevies. You should watch some of the videos no, I watched. I shouldn't. Because the preparation is something. Um, we're going to focus on our version of these Rocky Mountain oysters. We like have I a said, they're, well, the, they're, they're delicacies across the world, all everywhere. Right. I'm just, we're focusing on our Rocky Mountain versions. All right. That's all. No, so yeah. everyone else can, can yeah. Um, the Buckhorn Exchange is still, is a historic landmark in Denver, Colorado, and they have been serving Rocky Mountain oysters since 1893. This is an original landmark um, from colonial, I guess, really old west days. Uh, the storefront still exists, and they they are known as a as a spot to come to and do and have some uh, have some of our Rocky Mountain oysters. Mm. Uh, I saw an OED quote dated back to 1889, a little bit earlier. Um, who just it's it's a, a definition in the steward's handbook for Rocky Mountain oysters, lamb's fries. Yeah. But the eating of animal genitals is really nothing new in these 1800s. It can be traced back to ancient Rome, in fact, um, when it was believed that eating uh, an animal's sex organ may, in fact, help you correct some ailment one may have with, with their corresponding sex organ, or be an aphrodisiac, or some sort of stamina, any, any kind of, you know, you could tie it all together if I eat this bull penis. I will have a strong bull penis. <laughs> I, well, I mean, what's up? It's the logic. Does it see it through? Like, if I eat a piece of a spaceship, am I a spaceship? <laughs> the thing about that 
I mean, in a sense of the the testicle meal, there are there are nutritional benefits, nutritional benefits, not mis- not anything beyond like not stamina, not you know, correct any kind of physical issue, but nutrition is is basically it. But no, no, there's no direct correlation, at least that I that I saw. All right. Yeah. Just one of those, uh, you know, how we're superstitious creatures. We love creating things in our mind that make sense sometimes. Sure, no. Because of this belief, the the you know this practice is not that uncommon to to this day. In fact, even um, still, animal genitalia that was a tough one. Still, animal genitalia <laughs> are considered an aphrodisiac or or something like that. I know you've seen a show called Futurama. Sure. <laughs> it's one of your favorites. <laughs> it's one of your favorites. One of the episodes uh, sort of centers around this, actually. An alien uh, named Lur wants to eat Fry's human horn, they call it, um, to, to, as an aphrodisiac, as a way to increase his stamina. And it goes on the ethical, like it goes on an eth- ethical journey of, of, you know, that's not right. You shouldn't do that. That's <laughs> where we kind of end up. Yeah. But, um, how did we get specifically to this place where we in the Rocky Mountain area are eating Rocky Mountain oysters? Um, yeah, you know, it's that everything but the moo mentality, I guess. And it, essentially, that is uh, really, really accurate. Um, pretty much across the board is what I saw. Is is it really wasn't specifically a culinary delight, uh, although they apparently are. Um, <laughs> But just like like you said, it's it's more of a necessity. Um, we have parts of this animal, and why would we throw them away? You know, we need this stuff. It's it's tough out here uh, as we as we colonize <laughs> the American West. Um, right, we need to we stay need, alive. We need to stay alive. We're, we're farmers. We're you know whatever trying to make our ways through this part. So they, you know, living in remote areas, you wouldn't have supply runs. You wouldn't necessarily have, you know, there's definitely no grocery stores until the 1940s. So, you know, decades. <laughs> um, yeah. So essentially you're, you're just kind of, you're out there ranching and you need something to eat. And the thing about this is, is the ranchers and cattle hands, they, they were already castrating the calves um, in general because which is stuff that I learned. It uh, it's actually part of breeding and controlling breeding and reducing aggression in males and also increasing muscle mass in in males to be slaughtered for food, which I didn't realize. That part's a, a little surprising. Just I was surprised. Of, yeah. Uh, the, what your perception is about testosterone mm-hmm. for one thing and how yeah. it's at least in humans how it's generated what that is. Right. Um, but this is an actual thing that, that that they do. So they would have, and this is where we get a little into it, mm-hmm. if you're ready. Yeah, um, <laughs> they were already castrating these these calves um, as a part of their whatever process, branding them and, and whatever. So they would uh, have essentially buckets of ah, yeah, no, giggity. I I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it was quoted as buckets and buckets. Not even just a single bucket. Yeah. Several buckets. Yeah, I'm barely ready for that. That's okay. Um, so, but again, the decision to eat them wasn't culinary. It wasn't anything beyond, you know, we we want to eat this animal. We're not going to waste it. We need all the parts of it. There's no there's no reason why we can't eat this. Uh, a single raw bull testicle contains about 26 grams of protein and very little fat. Uh, and testicles are naturally rich in zinc. 
which is an immune system booster, uh, noted scarcely found in frontier diets. So almost uh, a necessity in, in the sense to get some vitamins and things you weren't necessarily getting. <sighs> yeah, the preparation of these is... Just you know, it's skillet. Just you got to skillet. You do. You slice them thin. You you fry them up, uh, and they're and they're great. But apparently, <laughs> but uh, the way you when you the the first step to it is is something. And I'm not. I don't want to describe it. You can just watch videos of people preparing them. Yeah, um, that's just yeah yeah because it is a yeah because it's a feeling yeah. Uh, but the ro- the rugged folks of the Rocky Mountain region here are not squeamish. Uh, in fact, they celebrate testicle festivals. Yeah. Uh, since the largest one uh, was had been rolling since 1982 in uh, Clinton, Montana, the Testy Festy, <laughs> which was a five-day extravaganza that attracted over 15,000 visitors each year, and over 50,000 pounds of balls are consumed. Oh. Uh, they have wet. They had wet T-shirt contests, eating races, and the Undy 500, which is a scantily clad tricycle race. There's also a big balls contest. Where I'm assuming people showed off their own balls. Uh, um, at but, great risk. Sure. <laughs> with this crowd. <laughs> great risk indeed. Um, apparently all the alcohol, nudity, uh, fist fighting, and other things, debauchery basically of this festival uh, caused the organizers to just throw in the towel uh, and give up controlling it. And they eventually canceled this event uh, in uh, 2018. See? Wow, so it had a, it had a, it had a run, but we ended up ruining it. Yes, everything. I mean, it sounded like it started out as a rowdy festival in general. So sure to rein it in would would really sully the tradition. <laughs> Did I just have a rowdy festival in one of my recent ones? It was something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I never really got to why Rocky Mountain oysters. Why oysters? Why? Well, there. Yeah. I mean, that part seemed obvious to me. Oh, okay. Just their general. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, texture yeah. uh, when they're raw and they're what you know the stuff around them yeah god christmas i have i have more graphic words that yeah, i use but I, essentially what you said yeah that basically just the let's just leave it leave yeah, it there just the, the 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 similarities they're like oh yeah again this is this is purported it, no one's like yes this is it but pretty much like yeah this is pretty much it yeah uh october 5th is rocky mountain oyster day so we just missed it Oh, Not that you. we would celebrate ourselves. No, uh, we could have a wet T-shirt contest or something, me and you, or whatever. But yeah, um, <laughs> so we just missed that, uh, and and we'll never get to the Testy Festy. No, since it's been canceled. Been canceled. But uh, they are a delicacy around the world, uh, including here in our fair country, in our fair empire, <laughs> whatever. Um, that's uh, that's, a, that's some Rocky Mountain oysters for you. Uh, but feel free to watch some preparation videos, listeners, uh, if you'd like. I will pass yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah. But thanks. You're welcome. No, yeah, thanks. <laughs> you got it. So, hey, I was wondering. Yeah. You know, even just this past Saturday. Yeah. And you may have seen a photograph. I did uh, see a photograph. Yeah. I stopped over uh, our um, our friend's winery their Engine House 25 Wines, yeah. which is part of Roberto Clemente Museum. Mm-hmm. You know, you forget, even though it's right here, you know, just, I don't know, what, maybe a mile away from us or something. 2.5 miles. Two and a half miles. Okay, two and a half miles. Yes. Because yeah, you live here and you think, I'll get there someday when I, whenever I want, because I'm here, I'm, I live here. I can go there whenever I feel like. So well, what's the rush? 
I was over there yeah. to get some wine and and, and enjoy life. Uh, but the, the the Roberto Museum, man, they have his clothes. He's got he's got a suit of Roberto yeah. Clemente's. You know, they have one of the propellers from the plane that he was killed in. Uh, it's kind of you know it's gruesome, but it's there in a glass case. Yeah, that they did come up with a piece of the plane. I like the like all the personal letters. Honestly, I mean it's you know yeah it's just to to read correspondence and things like that between people and loved ones. Just it's yeah that, yeah it makes it very real. Uh, contracts from his his first contracts, uh, leases from yeah. his early apartments. Uh, at from time to time they've had one of his cars in, um, but then other artifacts. Um, you know, pieces. I think there was a chair there from Forbes Field, mm-hmm. the original uh, Pirates baseball, baseball yeah. uh, stadium. I don't know if you call it a stadium. Yeah, in Oakland. And then, um, yeah, uh, just so many artifacts, too many to mention. A lot and of the, memorabilia. The and photographs lot, alone, you know. And the care taken with it, and the, I mean, honestly, the the curation of it. Right. And the, the relationships that, that were curated by Dwayne. Um, yeah personal relationships that he to, to get all these things and the people he's met and stuff yeah yeah it's just fantastic even if you're not a baseball fan if you're just a, a person who likes and appreciates history mm-hmm. and 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 the beauty it's a beautifully oh yeah uh, arranged gorgeous inside facility in an old uh, firehouse in the city of pittsburgh as in house 25 but um i encourage people to get on uh clementemuseum.com and and just take the tour you can mm-hmm. walk around through the place with your mouse and get a tiny feel of the of the beauty of the place and what they have over there and um, they also have uh, some really cool 21 which is Roberto's number uh, merchandise yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely need a shirt <laughs> shirt hats yeah. they have a cool like goldish yellow hoodie that I was looking at saying I think I need one of those nice and if you happen to get on there and, and want to pick something up or even book a tour, you can do that and save money with the whole nine yards code W9Y21 and use that code W9Y21 uh, to uh, make your life more fun. Maybe yeah. gifts for someone this holiday. Yeah. Someone in your life likes uh, baseball or, or, or just history, like I said. It's a fantastic place. Yeah, the tour is really nice. So dig it. I'm going to get back to my food. Food it up. Fooding it up. Okay. What's and your, sorry. No, yeah. Yeah. We got, I feel like you're, this is your third one. Yeah, it is, right? <laughs> uh, chopped liver. Okay. Okay. You know how people say, uh, what am I, chopped liver? Yeah. Hey. Right. Say. Say, belly. Yeah. Yeah, which is... uh I guess I'd sort of mean the inconsequential. What yeah. am I to be disregarded? Is that what you're right? What your well, research? you're expressing annoyance at being thought unworthy of oh, attention. Nice. What about me? Yeah. Why am I being ignored? Mm-hmm. Don't I matter? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Say. Say. <laughs> One of the earlier versions of it in print came from jimmy durante he was commenting about the success of uh, my fair lady it's a uh a broadway production yes i think think so yeah 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 it's a it's a musical i'd call it which is yeah broadway yeah like you said (laughs) what you said 
And um, yeah, he uh, he says uh, some of the critics put it right there with My Fair Lady. Even before it lifts the curtains, there's a million dollars in advanced orders, and this is as the boy says, not chopped liver. Uh, this is uh, Jimmy Durante's 1954 quote, hmm. mm-hmm. but that is by n- really not the earliest or the the heart of um, why it exists. That's just a use, you know, somewhere laying there midstream. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't have okay. a lot, and gotcha. that's why I bring it up. You know, when you're digging, I I had forgotten I had seen this comic strip when I was a kid. There was um, all these little comic strips in the newspaper you know nancy and sluggo <laughs> and these types of things yeah dennis the menace right yeah and there was one i'd i'd forgotten about but as soon as i saw it i recognized it it's it's called winthrop and i think it's this this little like nerdy kid mm-hmm. it was written by a fella dick cavalli there's a there's a comic strip where this kid winthrop is walking through the woods and saying ah you know uh, all day I've been walking in here, I haven't seen one living creature. Mm-hmm. And then after he walks by, there's like a little tiny ant or something on the ground. And, and he says to him, although Winthrop can't hear him, yeah. what am I, chopped liver? <laughs> but it falls right in the category with the uh, definition I gave of you know yeah. being annoyed at being you know not noticed. Yeah, hey, I'm here. Yeah. Hey. And speaking of hey, Ray, yeah. it's funny you should say that. Oh, okay. Because one, and this is like a two for or a three for man. I'm just giving them away. Nice, today. they have a six six episode, uh, six word episode. Yeah, but they're short and sweet, so you can't really like use them. So <laughs> there's an older idiom that we've never gotten to, and now we're going to quickly. All right. That uh, people used to say that they don't really say anymore. <laughs> used to say it. like that horn swoggles. Don't say it anymore. Uh, that ain't hey. Hey, that ain't hey. Say, that ain't hey. What did they mean? Well, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I'm still thinking about a horn swoggled. Yeah. Sorry. So beds, mattresses for a long time were just um, big mm-hmm. n- sacks stuffed with uh, straw. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know? Yeah. This, the phrase hit the hay was popularized here again. But you know, so many come, phrases. I know. Just giving them up. Hit the hay. It it's popularized by some, I, I lost his name. Some baseball player, and you know we come across that a lot because baseball was such a huge part of Americana and, mm-hmm. and pop culture and what everyone listened to and read about. Radio, yeah. So a baseball player said he's tired. He's going to go hit the hay. And maybe he didn't invent that. Maybe he heard it that day, but he said it to the radio listening yeah. audience. In, or, right. you know, some news person, mm-hmm. sports journalist. And that was that. But see, as beds began to be developed a little bit more in the inner spring uh, with cotton and wool or even latex. You get that foam in there. And yeah. The pillow the, top. Yeah, well, we're not there yet. I'm just saying back then in the yeah. 30s. Yeah, yeah. We got Early. this inner spring going on. Yeah. A fellow might lay on that bed and say, hey, that ain't hey, meaning <laughs> that's something better than the, what I expected. Ew. You know, that kind of a thing. Okay. I know. So around that same time, uh, we had uh, Jewish comedians, because let me tell you something about chopped liver. 
a dish of chopped liver, fried chicken livers with eggs, spices, and if you're really traditional, schmaltz and grabeens, respectively, rendered chicken frat and fried chicken skin as a form of crackling. Well, didn't I just tell Rebecca today to fry that potato skin? You did. We were talking about potato skins, yeah. Yeah, she didn't. No. Uh, chopped liver, you know, was merely like an appetizer okay. or a side dish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it wasn't the main course wasn't the main thing. I see. So it was like a little appetizer. Yeah. Or whatever. So something perhaps inconsequential in the meal. Yeah. I see. See? And so uh, Jewish comedians who were familiar with the That Ain't Hey, sort of in the same vibe and feel of that, maybe flipped on its ear and head by a clever, witty comic type. Yeah. Because we have no specific first use mm. Uh, recordings of it we just know it came out of that circuit mm -hmm. so uh jewish comedians uh used ch chopped liver because that was the poorly thought of or or cast aside side dish mm -hmm. version that they were familiar with yeah and started using it that way in in their comedy routines say yeah yeah, yeah. I? chopped liver hey uh, kadunka <laughs> so <laughs> so th this is this did you is, say a year? I'm sorry if you did. Well, the, this this was early 30s. Okay, cool. Um, there there are no specific ones recorded, but there are historians that say they spoke to people who heard Jewish comics use this. Mm -hmm. So they know by the time Jimmy Durante quoted it in 1954, it had been around it's a while. In, yeah, uh, but somehow not in newsprint. More just like I did my newsprint search and stage shows. Yeah. In, uh, in comedy shows. Exactly. Gotcha. Well, the people would take it in. They took it in, and it yeah. was, you know, just part of uh, vernacular, yeah. and, uh, you know, different subculture, counterculture, comic culture, I like Com to say. <laughs> so uh, that's the simpleness of, uh, huh. of what am I chopped liver? Uh, not, not that complex, uh, very direct. Elegant in its simplicity. Yeah. I appreciated it, and I liked learning that. Uh, yeah, that ain't hay business too. That ain't hay. Yeah, say that ain't hay. That ain't hay. What's your bring it home food? Uh, I will get to that in one second. I was watching Killer Clowns from Outer Space the other night, and there's an old farm type yokel character, and like the first word he says is horns woggled. No. Yeah, I was laughing <laughs> pretty hard. From what year is this? Uh, 1988, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Wow. Uh, in yeah. 1988, yeah. they expected us to know this, or it just didn't matter? It was, I laughed, because I don't, yeah. Well, you're going to laugh. He was you're hornswoggling. Well, sure. Well, no, I laughed because of the hornswoggling that we do. Yeah. That's why it was funny. No. Yeah, I was just, sorry. Uh, my last word is also, as you you sort of put it, is a little more direct. Uh, is I guess is elegant, I don't know. Again, mine, mine falls in the same... Uh, category as my earlier word, which is the category of food of, of awful, O-F-F-A-L, which is an off-cut, something people may not generally think about eating these days. O-F-F. Yes. It's like an, it's like a, it was off all, like an abbreviation or a hyphen, and then it became awful, but it essentially just means off-cuts. Okay. Know, from a butcher. Yeah. Like off-cuts. Yes. Um, My word is sweetbreads, the sweetbreads, or sweetbreads. 
That, that's a weird one. Yeah. Isn't it just bread that's sweet? No, and I... We're done. Yeah. It, well, yes, essentially. But the word bread means something else from yonder days. Um, I did not know what this was. I had heard the term before. It's like an original I, food, isn't I it? I thought it was... What? Bread. Well, bread is uh, is an original food, yeah. Yeah. But it means something else way back. The old English braid means something else. <laughs> um, they are glands of an animal uh, which are used for food. Uh, specifically, they're distinguished as a, a heart sweet bread, a stomach sweet bread, or belly sweet bread, uh, throat sweet bread, which also sounds like the heart sweet bread. There's, there's two, but they have a few different names. There are two types of calf sweetbreads, the neck sweetbread, which is the thymus gland, and the heart belly sweetbread, which is the pancreas. So I just I just contradicted what I said earlier. Don't listen to what I just said. Listen to what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> the neck sweetbread and then the heart and belly sweetbread are the two types. It's It's cheating. I guess it's not cheating if grammatically this was a word before bread was wheat and stuff it's 1560s um wait that's sweet because it's not fair no bread bread seems to come from an old english similarly spelled but it's the ae like one letter thing you know that cool yeah yeah i like that thing with an accent over the a it means flesh braid this this old english word i saw a definition where it, it means flesh so literally, it is uh, sweet flesh, like you said, sweet bread. Uh, but bread means flesh from these these times. It first appears, uh, it looks like in a thesaurus in 1565. Animele, <laughs> the sweet bread in a hog. Uh, the the word animele, animele. I like that movie. Yeah, that's a good movie. <laughs> I haven't seen that in forever. Um, but it's defining it as the sweet bread. Sweet with an E at the end and bread with an E at, at the end in a hog with a G-E at the end. Jeez. <laughs> extra, extra hog on there. Gee. 1578, John Bannister's History of Man, a certain glandulous part called thymus, which is most pleasant to be eaten. I suppose we call it the sweet bread. Sweet uh. with an E again at the end. So yeah, like I mentioned, the, it's uh, glands harvested from calves and lambs, the thymus near the throat and the pancreas uh, near the stomach. They, uh, apparently, both glands have a mild mineral flavor, luxuriously soft texture, and a distinct subtle sweetness, which food historians suggest is the origin of their more romantic name. When we say sweet, it's to be taken with a grain of salt. <laughs> They're not specifically sugary sweet. No. It's just a, a sweetness versus the the savory flesh parts. Yeah. Versus the flesh parts, you know. Yeah. A little softer. Yeah. A little more uh, luxuriously soft texture, which yeah. also uh, come into play in the Rocky Mountain Oysters. They they have a luxuriously soft texture as well here. Wow. People have an affinity yeah. for this. <laughs> a, uh, preparation... Uh, wise, you you may need to soak the these glands until they become white, draining out various other fluids that would be in them. Then you poach them and flatten them, and then once they're good to go, you can do uh, whatever you'd like, really. But it seems like just uh, dip dipped in flour, fried, 
was is a good one, but you can grill them or bake them or uh, make them in in a pastry, make them in into like a, an actual sweet bread, perhaps. Well, that's dangerous. Uh, sometimes calf sweetbreads are spiked with cubes of fat, truffles, tongue, or ham. In case you can't get enough in there, <laughs> uh, here's some extra. <laughs> but this one really, it, it is... Uh, my doctor says my cholesterol's too low. I need to get some fat cubes into my diet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but sweetbread and the... And the uh, uh, you, if I order some sweetbread, yeah. thinking I'm going to get some tasty pastry mm-hmm. with some butter... And you bring me that, yeah. I'm gonna be upset with you. Yeah, it's unexpected. I I knew it was a, a a cut of animal that I didn't know what it was, but I didn't realize it was a gland. Mm, mm, mm. I think I thought it was like a kidney or something. I mean, I guess pancreas is a gland or is a, is an organ. Yeah, that's what I meant. Organ. Yeah, you got that. Yeah, but uh, thymus gland, which. Uh, it keeps making me want to say something, but I forget what it is. Thymus. Darn it. Well, I'll save more fun facts for next time. Yeah, since you did like seven words just in I got yours. a bunch of words in. I know, you really did. But I mean, that, Scrapple is just like whatever. Now I know what it is. Yeah. Not for breakfast, specifically. I mean, it could be. Could be. I mean, if you're eating Scrapple, throwing together all the scraps you have, the end, um, they could be, you, you, you're just hungry. Just it doesn't normal, matter what time more, of day it yeah, is. normal dinner. You're going to eat that for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. What's in the fridge? That's a, Now that's what we're having. Yeah. It's like hash or whatever. Yeah, that's what I was I was comparing it to in my mind. It's just a hash. A breakfast, well, I can't breakfast hash, but yeah, any kind of meal. You can have breakfast for dinner these days. Uh, that's our show. Yeah. Uh, grand finale of the day for uh, us. Yeah. Yeah. For Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yeah, write us in. Uh, reviews on the Apple yeah. or whatever you got there. You Press the stars, Thoughts, please. that'd be great. Thoughts yeah. are really Super great. helpful. Whole Nine Yards Pod. Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit. Whole Nine Yards Podcast. On Facebook. And we will enjoy hearing from you. Yeah. This is, this is the end of the show. I'm Jay. And I'm Ray. And we're, we're not, not idioms. idioms. Whole Nine Yards is written, recorded, and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole9yards.org or contact Whole Nine Yards by emailing heyyou at whole9yards.org. That's heyyou at whole9yards.org. Whole Nine Yards theme music composed by Big Science Music.